Good everyone, and welcome to another episode of the No Rep Podcast. This week, the boys got a chance to catch up with the funniest man in CrossFit, John Woolley. You may also know him as the man behind Instagram's Make Wads Great Again. John is an everyday CrossFitter just like us, but he happens to train at a box that has produced a number of the top games athletes. And for some reason, they all allow him to make fun of them. His memes humanize the world's fittest and help us all laugh our way to better health. He takes some time out of his busy schedule of running his own podcast and what seems like posting a thousand memes a week and gives us his take on the future of CrossFit as a sport, the virtues of burgers and beers and everything in between. Please enjoy the show. John, uh, did you, did you uh, wad today? Today was uh, uh, recovering from a hangover for time, but uh, <laughs> yesterday... I, I did wad on Sunday. I did not wad today. Okay. Uh, Mondays are almost always a rest day for me. I try to take two rest days religiously a week, and Monday's almost always a rest day. On Sunday, however, I always do something ridiculous with a bunch of buddies of mine. I like it. At a gym, at a gym that I don't belong to. This week wasn't quite as bad. We did um, we did a bench test that's stolen from uh, Mayhem, so from one of Froney's workouts, which mm-hmm. is 30, 20... I'm sorry, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 of bench press. You go, you start at 45 pounds at the highest number of reps and you increase by 20 pounds until you get to the sets of five and then that's your max weight. You have to re-rack up for the first set of five and then you go back down taking off 20 pounds as you go. It's brutal. Oh my God. That sounds brutal. That was our first workout. Uh, just to give you a sense of what a shitty bench press I have, <laughs> it it it, uh, it took me uh, a little under 15 minutes, which was a five-minute PR for me because I've been working on it. My buddy, uh, who is a, virtually the same athlete as me, but benches like nobody's business, did it in like five minutes. Oof. So it's like, you know, it's a big, big wide range of uh, people that could do it. But we had a big bodybuilder with us that took him almost 10. So it's just, huh. you know, it's different for everyone. Um and then the second one was uh, a deck of cards, which we do that from time to time. They usually take about 40 minutes, which is truthfully a little light for us for a Sunday. But we basically just pick four or five movements. We draw, draw a card and whatever the number is, that's how many reps you do. And it was assault bike, GHDs, kettlebell swings, uh, ring rows, double number air squats. And then you throw in uh, some burpees every time you draw two. And, you know, you do like 15 burpees every time you draw two. It was uh, very effective, to say the least. That sounds fun, though, getting together with a bunch of guys on a Sunday and just throwing down. Yeah, we do it every single Sunday. They usually last about an hour, mm-hmm. truthfully. Like, and they'll, they'll go the full hour. You know, like, it's, they're always partner wads, but you're working for 60 to 70 minutes, give or take. And you just leave fun. exhausted. But then, you know, you go home and you have brunch. Half a dozen mimosas and it's fine. <laughs> and then so. you're good. Then you've got your recovery day coming up. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So that's that's why I do it actually because I know I'm going to have a recovery day on Monday. Ah, so. that makes some sense. I also recover on Monday. We didn't have our we had our big throwdown on Saturday. Dave, do you remember it? Saturday was that the uh, the the heavy thrusters. That was the heavy thrusters run a mile, and then we were doing heavy thrusters at 135, three of them, and then six push ups, and then nine air squats. There's a variation of the chief. If you've ever done that yeah. workout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, then, I've done every workout. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, variation of that with heavy thrusters. Uh, I did actually, I, the day before that was my heavy back squat session. So I did 
uh, long ascending sets of uh, back squats, followed it with that one. And then yesterday was, was a pretty much a full leg workout too. So my legs are pretty toast today. I'm walking a little funny. Yeah, I bet. I, uh, you were, uh, Dave was, was, was hooked up with Simon, who is, I want to say Simon's probably got a little better engine than you, but maybe not quite as strong, if I had to guess. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Yeah. And, uh, but he's got a rib thing going on or something? Yeah, injury made it even for us. Yeah. And then it looked like you were beating him at the end. It looked like you were kind of mocking him a little. Yeah, I, I took advantage of his injury <laughs> and, and showed him up a little bit. Because that's what you do in CrossFit. <laughs> I, 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 I encouraged him and cheered him along because he's a good friend. And yeah, he was nursing a, a rib injury. So he uh, muscled up right into the bar. Yeah. Well, we've, uh, we've both gotten in some good workouts lately. Uh, Dave, do you want to get this thing going? Yeah. John, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Here we go. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is No Rep Podcast. This is uh, episode 2.12. Uh, we've got a special episode today. We're here with special guest John Woolley. John is the, uh, I guess you might think of him as the CrossFit memes guy. He puts out an unbelievable number of memes on uh, his IG is Make Wads Great Again. Uh, he also has a podcast, Make Pods Great Again. Uh, Dave also tells me, I didn't know this, that he also has a um, also has an IG that's Make Bods Great Again, showing uh, great CrossFit transformations. Uh, and uh, he's been doing CrossFit a long time. He's got a lot of interesting takes, and we're, uh, we're really interested and excited to have him here and uh, get his thoughts on all things CrossFit. So uh, welcome, John. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. John, you just made a meme post 10 minutes ago, man. You're already up to 188 likes. That's 407. <laughs> that's, that's a- I'm sorry. I just refreshed it. <laughs> That's phenomenal. So I would I, say 188 would be pretty light after 10 minutes, to be honest. It's, uh, but the, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to what does well, truthfully. Like some of them, I had, I had one a couple weeks ago, some girl sent to me, and it was her doing uh, push press in like a Globo gym, and some guy's creeping on her, and she zoomed in on the guy creeping on her. She's <laughs> like, hey, would you, she's like, would you post this? And I, I looked at it, I'm like, all right, it looks cute. It's kind of funny. And, you know, it's, it was kind of had like a, it just felt like a kind of a women's empowerment message. So I'm like, it'll probably do okay. And it was just the way I thought. It would be okay. So I posted it. Within 10 minutes like that one, it was at 2,000 likes. And within an hour, it had like six or 8,000 likes. And by the next day, it had 19,000. I mean, sometimes wow. they just sometimes they just blow up. Like, it, you know, and I think it got 100,000 views. I mean, it's because it was a video. You know, it just... You know, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Other times I'll make them think, man, this is the most hysterical thing I've ever created, and it'll just bomb, you know. <laughs> so, you know, what are you going to do? Well, that leads me into my first question, man, is, uh, I mean, you pump out, it seems like, 10 to 12 of these things a day. Yeah, yeah, give or take. How do you do it? Uh, ADD and coffee, mostly. <laughs> um, what, is, what, is, what is your, uh, John, what's your real job? So I'm an executive vice president for a bank. I, uh, I manage a retail operation. I have 17 branches, 100 employees, manage a little over a billion dollars in assets. Like it's a real job. Oh, you could have given me 10 guesses. That wouldn't have been one of them. Yeah. And on top of yeah. that, you actually do your CrossFitting and you do your memeing about CrossFitting and your and your IGs and, and everything else. I mean, I just I just find the time, like the you know the stuff that I'm creating for the page. I do in the morning when I don't have anything else going on. Like I really believe that you have to have a balance from, from work and even from your kids and other things like you have to find time for yourself. And that time for me is important. Is it, is it true that you just started this as kind of like a a thing for you and your friends? 
<laughs> yeah, it was a goof. Um, you know, I, my daughters that have, or have teenage daughters and they kind of always told me they thought I would go viral at some point cause they think I'm hysterical, but you know, they're teenagers, <laughs> you know, what the hell do they know? They're just kids. But, um, and my daughter said like, look, you need an Instagram page. If you're going to do this, you know, do it right. Get an Instagram page and do some memes. Mm-hmm. So she created the page for me and it got picked up by the update show. They got posted last year in regionals. They posted it on the update show. A couple of the, the memes that I did and, mm-hmm that picked up a bunch of followers and a couple of athletes started following me and that picked up some. And then I figured out like really quickly that if I could get athletes to repost me in their story, that I would pick up, you know, their followers because their fans would then follow me. Mm -hmm. And so I started, um, you know, I wouldn't say picking on athletes. I, you know, I, I was never intentionally mean, but I would certainly use them as the subject of my humor. And I went from zero to 10,000 followers in like a month Wow. And I mean, it just like took off like a rocket and I went from 10,000 to 50,000 and in like another two months. And then, you know, this was starting in June. So like really by Christmas I was at, oh gosh, I want to say I was at like 75,000 by Christmas. Well, then May rolls around. I'm at 95. And then in the month of May, I'm, I don't know what happened. I went from 95 to 130 in like 30 days. Yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. I'm curious, John, in in terms of, I mean, this this, uh, you know, I mean, you're you're an accomplished guy, and and this didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, you know, there there are a few things to tease out, but one is it seems like you already knew or know a lot of high level people, games people. You always you seemed pretty well connected um, beforehand. That's sort of you know one thought I had at looking at this. You're actually the first person to ever pick up on the fact that I already knew some of these guys. So it. Um... When I started, I've like I've always considered myself kind of the Forrest Gump of CrossFitters. Like I've just always, <laughs> every coach I've ever had has made the games, every one. Wow! And it's just a fluke. So like when I started, you're, you're an I, incredible trainer, is what it turns out, right? Yeah, apparently or, or I'm, I am a lucky charm. I you know I, I think Vellner should probably hug me tomorrow when he sees me and pray that it gets him back up on the podium. That's, uh, <laughs> I was good. But yes, yeah. Go ahead. It's, it's just weird. Like my first year. Um, I was in this little gym in Cleveland, still here in Cleveland, CrossFit Distinction. And um, my, uh, you know, it's like we maybe had 30 members, like tiny little gym. Well, Scott Panchek came in and wanted to train for the CrossFit Games, and he hadn't made the games yet. This was 2012. Wow. And that was his first year he made the games, you know. And so I met Scott, and at the same time, Julie Fouché, who finished, I think, second that year, was training in our gym. So I had two games athletes literally training side by side. And of course, you know, I'm sure they were super intimidated by my 40 year old out of, out of shape ass. But, um, <laughs> I please tell me you flexed on him every chance you got. Yeah. Yeah. Hardly. Um, and then, you know, the, my coach who owned the gym at the time, a couple of years later ended up going to the games and finished second, in the master's division. Jesus. And then the, the coach they replaced him with came from the games that the second place teams win. And then I moved out to, mentality to train with Scott and then you know Saxon made the games and now mm-hmm. his other coach Fee is going this year as a rookie like it's just everyone I've run into has made the game so I, my point to all of that is it's like I've, I'm not intimidated by the athletes because I've I've known them as people not as mm. these you know kind of rock star crossfitters so mm-hmm. when I started the page like I wasn't afraid to make fun of them because we're like look these guys are just like me except they're gym rats yeah. like you're all over Pat Vellner it's hilarious <laughs> yeah well look he's a great 
great guy. He's super funny. He takes a joke well. Yeah. He actually gives it back very well. I I'll love his comments credit. on some he, of yours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He comes in hot. Like, I'll give him, like, really hot sometimes. Um, and I like that about him. Like, he's a, he's a sharp dude. Um, but, yeah, I'm just, I've never been intimidated by them. But, you know, I certainly respect what they do. And I think, you know, so I try to bring that to the page that, you know, I'm going to, you know, get into it with these guys, like, just like I'm one of their buddies. But mm-hmm. I always, if you really look at the post, even when I mean, I try to always put a compliment, at least in the comment section, you know, about how much I respect the person yep. or, mm-hmm. or what they're doing well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a question, I've sort of, this just, I'm just thinking about this just now as we're, as we're chatting about it, but, you know, the, the fact that you're, that you're success, you know, you're a successful businessman, um, how does that relate or how has that related to the fact that, you know, you go into these gyms with these younger guys and they're, when you're within the, the four walls that when you're in the box, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're the top dogs. But as soon as you walk out and you go in the parking lot, you know, maybe you're the top dog in life. You know, you've done a lot, you've accomplished a lot. Does that, I mean, how does that play out? Um, it doesn't for me, you know, I don't equate money to success. I mean, I do think there's right, Dave, there are moments, down. you know, I'm 48. So I've had a long time to kind of build a career and, and, you know, get kind of financially on my feet. And, you know, these athletes are 20 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're kids. Like a lot of them are just children. Like they really are. Like they're only a couple years older than my daughters. And, and so they haven't had that same amount of time. So that's the only time it becomes apparent. But for me, it's never about that. Like, I, you know, I, I don't ever look at them in the gym as better than me or even more accomplished. I just look at them as they know something that I don't know and they can impart that on me. And then when I'm you know, particularly ones that I know personally, when they ask questions, like I've had them come to me and say, can you help me with whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm willing to, to do that too. Cause there's just a different skill set, sure. you know? Um, uh, I, so I don't know, but I don't, I never equate it to, you know, they're better at me at this and I'm better than them at, at that. Although I will say I'm better than them at memes. So I'm definitely better <laughs> at memes. There, there, there's something. Yeah. There's something. Ha, have you ever really upset somebody over with one of your memes? Like, has anybody ever gotten really butthurt over it? Um, you know, it's fine. So I pissed off Tia Claire Toomey once. Um, and I, I'm going to start the whole thing by saying she's an amazing, amazing woman, super funny, nice. And she didn't, she still doesn't really know me, uh, although we've talked since then. But she didn't know me at all then. The page was really small. And I did a, like a, a joke. I was doing these quotes. I was attributing fake quotes to people. Mm-hmm. And, for her, and for hers, which I know can be, a dangerous proposition, but hers, I have a, a lot of followers in Australia. So I messaged one of my Australian followers. So I'm like, Hey, I need a quote and it needs to be an Australian gibberish. Like the only people can understand it are in Australia. <laughs> it's just gotta, you know, and it was like, I still don't even remember what it was. Cause it was so, so crazy. Like all their slang, mm-hmm. you know, that, that it was funny. And I posted it and she shot me a message almost immediately in all caps. It said, don't attribute quotes to me. Oh, wow. that, I that I didn't say, you know, now the, the flips and you know, I apologized and immediately deleted it because I have a policy. Like if an athlete doesn't like something I posted, I take it down. That's no cool. questions asked. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm certainly not in this to embarrass or hurt anyone's business and, to, yeah, know, they, make I mean, for the mad. most part, they seem playful. They seem fun. You know, you tease yeah. Matt Fraser a little bit about his height, uh, <laughs> a little, <laughs> little, <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> Yeah, but, well, in Tia's case, she actually messaged me back. So I, um, I did a post of her a few weeks ago, and it was uh, a post of her coming off the top rope of a, 
of a wrestling rink and, and like jumping on top of the rock. You know? I saw it. Yeah. That's awesome. great. She messaged, she messaged me and said, Hey, do you mind if I repost this? And I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking I used your photo to edit <laughs> you and you're asking permission, you know? Wow. So, so of course, of course I'm like, yeah, just don't let it happen again to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, she's, she's a super person. Like really everyone I've talked to that knows her just talks about how sweet and funny she is. So yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, maybe you get a chance to talk to her more at the games. She might be a little busy, though. Well, you know, Shane follows me. Um, I don't know if she does or not. I guess I should look. But Shane follows me, and I her, and Shane's brother and I communicate quite a bit. Actually, mm-hmm. he's a photographer, and we talk pretty often. Um, so I, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I kind of know some of everybody, but I don't know yeah. all of them. It's just it's a weird community, yeah. you know. I'm, I'm, I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. You know, one of the things, you know, we're, we're out at a box here in, uh, in Northampton, Massachusetts, and it's great, and we have a great community. Um, but we're pretty separated from, you know, games-level athletes and games and competitions. Speak to yourself, Tony. <laughs> I just <laughs> haven't been discovered yet. Yeah, Dave, Dave's about to make the Masters. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and so this, this question of sort of everyday CrossFitters, and in my mind, there's a little bit of a dichotomy with the, the games athletes, you know, and I'm fascinated because the way that your your CrossFit experience has 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 evolved, you that that's sort of a, a false dichotomy for you. It just it's just fascinating to me. Yeah, you know these guys they're just are all like men and women, just normal people that are just yeah. you know they're uniquely talented at at what you know we have to admit is not a real sport. <laughs> I mean, this is a tiny little blip on the sporting landscape, and they're all really good at it. And I'm not even saying that somebody could come in and be better than them. Like, these are the best on the planet at what they do. But it's a tiny little community. There's only 15 million people on the whole planet to do this. So you think that on the athlete level, it's, you know, 1% of that at best that are, are talented enough to even have a shot at this. And then there's really only a handful that have a shot at winning. Like, it's, it's just a really small little community. And it's, Did you hear that, Dave? Know. Only a few people have a shot at winning this. I don't think <laughs> you're one of them. I get a, I get a, I've gotten a few reminders lately of how, you know, to us, CrossFit's huge, but, but it, it's so small to, to others or even almost unknown. Like a lot of people I work with only know CrossFit through me. And so I, I've told a few people, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to the games this week. I'm taking vacation and I'm, I'm going and they're like, oh, good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, try, try explaining it to your boss, pal. Like I'm, you oh. know. I got I got a call from Glassman that he wanted me to fly out to uh, Santa Cruz to do an interview like three days later, and I had to go explain to my boss first of all who Greg Glassman is, and secondly <laughs> why it's important enough for him to give me four days off to do this. Like <laughs> it was a hard sell. I'm not gonna lie, it was a really really hard sell. I listened I to that, that interview. That was yeah, that was that, was, that was really and we got a lot of questions about that, but. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and you know, the other thing about it, and this is a question I was I, I had too, is you know. Do you do you think CrossFit's ever going to be a, the kind of sport that, say, football or, or baseball or is where it's a spectator sport? I mean, it's what's fascinating to me about it as a quote-unquote sport is that the, the only people who follow it are people who also are CrossFitters. Um, yeah, no, I don't think it'll ever be. It's No, it's never going to be NFL, Major League Baseball. Even, it won't even be soccer. Like, it's not going to be... Yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't say, like, a soccer's a huge sport. I mean, it's, the you know, it's... It's not going to be. Um, it's not going to be swimming. It won't be yeah. as big as Olympic swimming. Like yeah. it just, it never will be. But I don't think it needs to be. I think it'll be big for what it is. I think the gyms are going to continue to grow. I think they'll continue to make it more fun. Like I'm already seeing with the sanctionals. Like, you know, Live and Loud is going to have five sanctionals that 
are kind of all connected and you only have to do one set of qualifiers to get into any of those. So that'll up the level of the athletes that get to compete at more sanctionals. The prize money will grow, will go up. Mm-hmm. Like it's, for me, it's really about, you know, that it's not going to become a real sport until there's real prize money. Yeah. It just isn't like you, you know, you, like I went to the Mac, I was really involved with them this year and went to DC to watch that. And first prize was like five grand. And I'm like, and not even, I'm not even sure it was that much. And you, know, you think, all right, these guys train all year long to win five grand. Like, yeah, that's crazy. That that's a per diem for a major league baseball player. Sure, yeah, you know? that's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's, you know, that's nothing, you know. And that's first place. If you come yeah. in tenth, you're losing money on that trip. I have to tell you, and, and, and you know, and even if it, you know, even the the money of it of it aside, I think people love doing CrossFit and love becoming the fittest. But I, my honest opinion, I, you know. I don't find it to be that engaging of, of a spectator sport. I mean, it's interesting to me because I do it and I'm sort of, I, they, the, to me, the games athletes kind of set to, to a large extent, set the culture. You're a, you're a notable exception, um, with all the, with the memes that you do in the podcast, but, um, you know, but it's, to me, it's just, I don't think it's ever going to be, you know, I think people can enjoy baseball and they've never played it, but I don't know, watching, watching people, you know, climb up a rope and go down a rope and I don't know. Well, so here, here's, I've, I fully agree with you. And I've said, I've been saying this for a while. I'm trying to get the sponsors to believe me on this. So maybe they'll listen to your podcast and believe me, but here's my belief. The athletes are going to come and go and people are very fickle about watching the games and even, you know, watching the streaming, like they'll read the notes, but they're not really involved in it because it's not fun to watch thruster races as Glassman will call it. <laughs> it's not. It's not, it's not fun to watch people go up and down the road. I mean, it's, it's fun for a moment, Yeah. but you know, there are, are very few people willing to dish that out weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend. And if you really want to lose money, go run a competition because it's really easy to lose money. Like there's just not a lot of cash in this mm-hmm. where the, where the growth in CrossFit and for where the real money is or the ability to advertise and to reach the people are, is someone like myself. And I don't, I'm not bragging on myself. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is, is that the everyday CrossFitter only cares about their everyday CrossFit experience. They only care about messaging their buddy and going, how was the wad this morning? How did you do? Mm-hmm. Was it hard? What was so-and-so wearing? Like they only care about what's going on in their gym and what's local. And, and that's where the beauty of CrossFit is. Like people rarely get into CrossFit because they go watch Matt Frazier, mm. you know, snatch 300 pounds. They get into CrossFit because their buddy said, Hey, you got to come try this. It's kicking my ass. Right. That's this sucks. You got to try it. Yeah. That's <laughs> why they do it. And then they go in and they suffer with their buddies. And then they end up doing what I do every Sunday, which is, you go hang out with all your buddies and you work out for an hour and you bitch about it for the rest of the day. It's great. <laughs> Over yeah. mimosas. Yeah. Which is by the way, yeah. what, what we did on Saturday, we, you know, after we did that stupid wad and Dave crushed, Dave crushed Simon and my friend, our friend Brian crushed me. And then we all went over to, to Dave's and hung out in the pool and we talked about CrossFit all afternoon. It's just what we yeah. do. Yeah. But I, I would venture to guess uh, of all that CrossFit conversation you had, there was very little of, little of it that had to do with individual games athletes and a lot of it that had to do with the stuff you're struggling with mm-hmm. or making fun of each other or whatever's going on in your box. Yeah, absolutely yeah. true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's, and as you say, that's that's absolutely the, 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 the beauty of it. And I think that's, you know, in a lot of ways the beauty of, of the memes and it makes sense what you, what, what you're doing because you're picking up on and I'm, you know, looking at some of the themes that I, that I'm seeing in your memes and they're, all stuff that that I certainly can relate to, you know, your inner dialogue during wads, 
I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't, you know, have some kind of take on what their, you know, what their inner monologue is or inner dialogue is, um, you know, and then joking with other people about what they're thinking, you know, while they're going through it. It's just something we all do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's every time I was doing that while on Sunday and literally turned the girl next to me. I'm like, why do we do this? Like right in the middle of the water. I'm like, why are we here? We should be drinking right now. You know? I always tell I'm like, we pay for this, you know. Yeah, and we pay for it. It's even worse. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> we pay a lot. Yeah. Jobs, I, I did want to uh, hit on, it seems that your newer account, uh, Make Bods Great Again. Uh, <laughs> did you, it, it's pretty cool. I mean, by what I see, you know, somebody shares their story and their, and their transformation. you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure, yeah. I started that one, gosh, it was six or seven months ago. It doesn't get my full attention, to be honest. I need to... I need to carve out more time for it. Um, I originally, when I started it, I originally named it uh, Make What's Great Again Inspires because I wanted to do like, I wanted to inspire people to get off the couch and get into CrossFit. And it was like a couple of weeks ago. I'm like looking at the name and I'm like, it just doesn't like fit with the brand. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know why it hit me, but I'm like, why did I not call this thing Bods? Like, this is so easy. You know, it's, it rhymes. It looks yeah. the same. I can, you know, I can use the same logos. Like it, so I changed it. Um, I love the page though. I, you know, and people get really excited about it. You know, I think the thing that's exciting for me about CrossFit is that, you know, it, it not only does it give people more confidence and, and helps them maybe become better versions of themselves, but it does, uh, reduce and, and change, you know, crippling diseases that people have, you know, it, it'll mm-hmm. help cure type two diabetes as long as you change your diet with it. Um, you know, it'll, it'll, it gets people off the couch and gets them moving and living longer, healthier, more productive lives. And, you know, you see it all the time. It, I started it after going to the Arnold. I went to this uh, show here in Columbus, you know, it's kind of a bodybuilding show or fitness show. And, um, this girl came up to me and the page at the time had like maybe 35, 40,000 followers. So it was still pretty small. And this girl comes over to me and she's like, Oh, I love your page. She was like, I bought one of my shirts. She's like, will you autograph it? I'm like, are you sure you want me to ruin the shirt? Like, you want me to sign this thing? She's like, a- she's like, absolutely. So I signed her shirt for her, and she hands me two driver's licenses. And I'm like, what is this? And it's two different women. And she's like, those are both me. And I look at it, and one is this, you know, overweight, heavy woman. The other one's this tiny little woman that's in front of me. And she's like, maybe 4'11". Mm-hmm. And She's like, yeah, I've been doing CrossFit for however long I've lost 50 pounds. And you got to imagine 50 pounds on somebody who's 4'11 yeah. is, a, is 100 pounds on someone my size. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. She, she looked like a completely different person. But like the, the confidence and excitement in her face of like I accomplished this was like really you know, humbling and, and awe-inspiring. I thought, you know, if I can capture that and share it with other people that maybe sit around thinking, all right, CrossFit's too hard. I can't do that. But they can see that, you know, these aren't, this isn't Matt Frazier losing weight. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is their next door neighbor who went in and scaled the workouts. And, you know, they're not doing 135 pound thrusters. They're doing thrusters with a PVC pipe and, and they've got knee problems and real issues, but they're making progress. I just, you know, I thought, man, if people could see that, you know, maybe it would inspire some people to, to do more, you know, to do something better with their lives and, and get involved in in crossfit mm-hmm. you know i love but i lo- i love that i love the view of it and it it certainly dovetails with with greg glassman's uh you know complete 
changing of, uh, of, of his, at least the, the way he's marketing CrossFit and what he's doing with it. And which, which by the way, I thought you brought out or very nicely in, uh, in your first podcast with him. And, uh, I, I'm curious and you, you said something that jumped out at me and it jumped out at me when you were, um, analyzing your own podcast with, with Greg and, and you, you pointed out that he talks about, you know, the elegant solution to, um, to the big problem of chronic disease. Um, and the fact that, you know, CrossFit at the end of the day is fitness. It's, it's, it's not diet or it's not nutrition. And I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, you know, do you think ultimately there's, you know, CrossFit is going to have to, you know, uh, cross over and become more of, you know, create something similar to CrossFit on the nutrition side? Do you think that that's something that Greg might ultimately have to have to deal with? Or is oh, he's already he's already done it. It's been there for years. It's just you know people don't don't really pay attention to the details um, of what he's done. So if you look at the main, he changed the main site back in January and he mm-hmm. put a nutrition tab on there. So they're putting out, they put out recipes every week. Now Greg, you know you got to keep in mind though, you know they have a very specific approach to nutrition that may not work for everyone. And I'm not a nutritionist, so please no one take my nutritional advice. I had an awesome hamburger for dinner last night. You know, I'm, I'm, I love pizza. Like I like junk food too. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, but, but, you know, Greg's approach is, is, you know, I hate to call it a keto diet, but it's carb restriction sure. for sure. It's carb restriction. And, um, you know, they look to replace the carbs that you're now not going to be eating with fat. So mm-hmm. it's very, very similar to keto. It's very similar to Atkins. Um, you know, and they feel like that cures chronic disease. It's terrible for an athlete. And, you know, I would say that to him, you know, it's, you can't perform at the level of a Matt Frazier or Rich Froning or, or any competitive athlete on a high fat diet like that. But, but they do have a nutritional approach and, and it absolutely works for some people. Um, You know, what's, what's curious to me about it though, is that they, they, you know, the magic of CrossFit is, is in the group classes doing the wads there's the shared suffering and there's the, the bonding in the community and, and people want to get to the box, but there isn't, I don't think there's a real equivalent to, to, you know, you get home and you're, you're, you're left to your own devices. And, you know, especially if you don't live alone, if you have kids, if you have somebody else in the house who's eating whatever the hell they want, it's, a, it, you know, it's, it's not the same culture eating out or eating at home as it is the, the workout culture, you know? Yeah, I know. I agree with that. And I, you know, I certainly, um, understand that it's hard for people to find something they like because there's no one size fits all diet for people. Mm. I think, you know, the, the resources for people now are so much greater than they were, you know, even when I started in 2011, mm-hmm. I think CrossFit's, uh, focus on CrossFit health and their diet plan, reducing sugar, reducing carbs is, uh, certainly sound. And, and, you know, Greg's a brilliant guy. I mean, he really is. He knows the stuff. Um, and the stuff they're pushing out will work for a great number of people. I think there's, enough resources for people to go find it to your point. I think in the gyms, what, like what I never really experienced cause I've always been kind of within my goal weight and, and never was fighting obesity necessarily. I never had to go to a coach and go, what do I do? Like I just interviewed a woman uh, at my hometown who runs a gym and that's what she does. Like when these people come in and they're obese, they start with diet mm. and they start, they start with crossfit.com and say, try this. And, you know, they have a series of questions they ask and say, hey, we need to get some of the stuff. You know, if you're going to do this, we don't want you to keel over of a heart attack in the middle of our gym. Like, we need you to make some changes, you know. 
Yeah, that's and, that's kind of brilliant. Yeah, and so I, there are gyms that do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm positive there are, and you know, I'll be at the health conference on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and there will be box owners there that do this on a very regular basis. But I have a, I do have a concern or a fear that you know there are more that don't than do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know how true that is, but yeah. it's just you know it's anecdotal. But I've been to a lot of boxes; and it feels that way. So. Yeah, I think it's a lot harder to, it, it seems like, you know, I'm not a box owner, you know, I don't know the financial side of it, but it seems like a whole different can of worms to decide that you're going to try to set a nutritional model within a workout model. I, you know, I don't know much about it, but it just strikes me as something that you, you know, if you have a business mind and you can make it happen, you can, but on the other hand, maybe you stick to what you're good at. Yeah, look, there's a, it, these boxes are hard to make money in as it is, and there are dozens of you know applications that you can steer people toward to get them to to uh be healthier on the diet side you know i mean there's whether it's keto or rp or you know trifecta or whoever you know there's plenty of people you can steer them toward you know as long as you're you know keeping them you know of the mind of you know eat organic eat clean you know try to eliminate some of the alcohol in your life god forbid and eliminate some of the junk food and how about and, everything else you know, but that, John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could, could you do a diet where you get rid of, yeah, you get rid of everything else. I'm just going to focus on eating, you know, drinking alcohol, eating sweets, but I'm just going to keep the calories I need down. to keep pizza, too. Pizza's got to stay I, in my diet. I've tried that diet for some time. <laughs> right now, it's still working. <laughs> I work really hard at all training my diet. At, uh, yeah. Whatever it takes. That's right. So... Yeah, that's. I mean, that's been good. Good stuff, man. It's been a good conversation, um, Tony. Yeah. What do you think? So one of the things that we like to do is we actually like to get every guest's uh, personal wad. I like to pick your brain a little bit about what would be if you had a wad named after you. What would it look like? <laughs> I know exactly which one it would be. It's the the intro workout I did at Distinction when I first started because it nearly destroyed me. I'm going to give it to you, but you have to promise you'll go do it. Okay. And then you're going to hate me. All right. I'm just going to, I'm going to go on record. You're absolutely going to hate me for this. John, I, okay. I promise I will do it and we're going to record it and we'll post it on our Instagram. And for the record, that was Dave talking. Tony has made no such promise. <laughs> well, and since, since you're my age, I kind of want to know what your time is. Okay, good. You know what? All um, right. Maybe me and Tony will both do this. I, I promise. Let's I'll, do it. I'll do it. I'm in. Okay, so it's three rounds. Three rounds for time. Uh, Ten thrusters at 95 pounds. 20 burpees. Uh, foot, a 50-foot overhead walking lunge with a 45-pound plate. That's it. Uh. Now, 2011, John, took 33 minutes to complete that. 2011, John. Two, 2019 John can do that in about 12. 2019 John is 12 minutes. That's our give or take. I mean, I think I can do it in 12. I haven't tried it in a while. It might be, it might, it'll be between 12 and 14. I mean, I'll give myself a two minute window there, but it's a hard wad. It's brutal on the legs, absolutely because of the burpees. You know, the transition from thrusters to burpees to overhead walking lunge, and it's a heavy weighted lunge on top of it. Yeah, then back into thrusters. That yeah, just it's, looks horrible. Uh, I'm I mean, not sleeping it, on this it, one, it, man. It, it looks it spicy. Horrible. It's, the, it's, the, it's the third round of thrusters where you know you should be able to do 10 unbroken, and all of a sudden your body's like, yeah, no, you can't anymore. <laughs> you're, you're just done. You can no longer do thrusters unbroken, and you're just 
you know, you're winded. It's just, it's a horrible experience as they all should be. Yeah. Well, I'm headed out Wednesday to Madison. So when I get back, we're going to, we're going to set a time and me and Tony are going to tackle this for you. Yeah. We're going to, yeah. we'll have, we'll have uh, executive producer Ash Crawford uh, do a little video and some footage. We'll, uh, we'll get it up the on our 48 year old versus the 38 year old. Yep. Do it. I awesome. like it. I like it. Love it, John. Um, so that brings us usually to our, our final segment. Yeah. And that's, uh, we like to do a little rapid fire questions with our, with our guests that may or may not pertain to CrossFit. Okay. So. Well, all right. Uh, Dave, why don't you start it off? You want me to start it off? I got to uh, go. You know, by, by saying why don't you start it off, what I meant was why don't I start it off? Um, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this, John. Why, I mean, I just getting your opinion on it, I've asking, I'm asking everybody when I found out that he did it. Why do you think that Dave changes in the parking lot for CrossFit? Why would he do that? Dave who, Castro? Dave, no, no, Dave's sitting right next to me, my, my oh. co-host here. I just found out that when Dave gets to, to our CrossFit box, he sits in his car, he, he changes in his car. I mean, it's not like there aren't rooms available. I mean, we have, we have five bathrooms, we've got a shower, we've got a locker rooms, but he changes in his car. I'm just wondering why the hell he does it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I've done that before when I didn't want to bring a suit in. You know, Same, I, I wear people. a suit every day, man. Yeah, I don't want people to, like, they look at you different. They look at you weird when you don't show up in everything rogue or, you know, CrossFit <laughs> apparel. If, if your apparel doesn't have a number on the side and say Frazier, they just think you're a weirdo. You walk in in a suit, they're like, oh, look at fancy banker man. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I, I want my daughters to go to college someday. I have to apologize for that. <laughs> All right, what's your question, Dave? All right, man. Uh, steel cage wrestling match. Jillian Michaels versus Greg Glassman. Who are you taking? Oh... Well, you know, Greg's like, oh, he's got that lump. So it's hard for me to say, but he was also a gymnast. Yeah. Greg's actually in way better shape than he gets credit for. I'm going to throw that out there. He's also everybody really intelligent. Saying that everybody say, yeah, and he's really smart. So he'll probably, I would give the edge to Greg because he's so smart. He would figure out a way to beat it without expending any energy, you know? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm with but, you on you know, that. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we, what's her name? Jillian Michaels? She's the one who, she's the one who, who, uh, did, sort of did a hit job on on CrossFit, right? Yeah, she she's the one that put me on the map. Yeah, yeah. she did. Yeah, she did. Yep. You, do you, by the way, you have to send her probably a Hanukkah card or Christmas card or whatever, right? Absolutely. You should. have to thank her for her shit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question: uh, Will anybody beat Matt or Tia at the games this year? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, last year I said there were a dozen people that could beat them both. And then after the year was over, I said, I'll never say that again until someone actually does it because they were so dominant. I would, I do believe that there are more talented women, not that Tia is not incredibly cha- talented. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the gap between the women and it seems shallower than the gap between Matt and everyone else. Um, but with that said, I think there are five or six guys that could really challenge Matt and considering the changes this year, who knows? I was just telling my daughter, we're in the car together, and I said, you know, one question I want to ask athletes when I get there is, who's willing to take $50,000 to tackle Matt in event one? <laughs> Send him home. As long as the winner is willing to give up 50 grand of their prize. I think everyone in the room would be willing to give up 50 grand of their prize to get him off the table. The Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan thing there. Yeah. Think, think about it. Now, think about it. You're flying in here from Fiji, all right? You're the national <laughs> champion of Fiji. Yeah. You're ranked 30,000th or 100,000th in the world, but you made the games, right? So now you're there, 
And I don't know who, we'll just say Fakowski walks up to you and goes, Hey, Hey pal, how about making some money? <laughs> and, and that was my worst Canadian accent ever. And then tells you, you tackle him in event one. When I win, I'll give you 50 grand. I'd do it. I'd do it in a heartbeat. I would, I would jump down to his little five foot four level and just knock him on his ass. Be great. <laughs> you hear that athletes? Uh, you, you got a hitman for hire and he's headed there. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for the guy from Fiji. I think is the message there. <laughs> Hey, look, I've got I've got a press pass. I'll be on the event floor. There's nothing to say. I couldn't jump on the event floor for fifty grand. Just saying, you know. <laughs> God, I'd love to see that. Oh man, <laughs> be my last trip to the games, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> be worth it. All right, another yeah. serious question: Burger and a beer, or fish tacos and a rosé? <laughs> Why is that even a question? <laughs> <laughs> Burger. Burger and a beer. I mean, yes, fish, really, fish taco and a rosé. Like, do I, do I sound like a girl? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love rosé and I love fish tacos. But compared to a burger and a beer, there's there's no comparison. Amen. No comparison. Amen. Oh, thanks. See, we got the right guy, Dave. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next question. Um, do do your other family members do CrossFit or do they hate you? Because <laughs> I don't think there's a third option. <laughs> Well, you could say yes to both. Um, <laughs> my my youngest daughter CrossFits. Okay. Uh, the rest of my family does not. Uh, they all uh, they love bacon and biscuits. They're all in the South, so I'm the only I'm the only one in the family that has you know really any kind of fitness strategy in in life. But they don't hate me. You know, they I'm just not sure they quite understand it. Yeah. They're intrigued by the whole meme page thing, though. They think this is really interesting and funny. Okay. I got, I got one. My next one is uh, interesting. If you you can only, if you had to choose one of these abilities for the rest of your life, which one would it be? And that is either the ability to never get tired, or the ability to never have to eat. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, probably never get tired. I guess I like to eat. Food's great. Yes. Like, you know, it's kind of a time crunch because it can definitely take time, but then not to give up that burger and a beer we talked about earlier. Like, exactly, I'd rather, man. Just, I'd rather just not get tired. That makes sense. I'm with you. Uh, I have one more. Uh, uh, why do you want Ben? Why did you want Ben Smith to go to the games? Um, because he wanted to. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I don't have a lot of vested interest in the wild card, but you know, they've had that wild card forever. Like this, here's the miss conception everybody's like the wild card's only designed for high level athletes from other sports it was never designed for that Mm -hmm. when it originally came out and glassman was interviewed because i actually listened to the details he said he wanted it to be for two things he wanted to be for loud mouths Mm -hmm. someone they could give it to that's gonna you know just rattle on and he's gonna put them out against the world's best and they're gonna kick his ass or her ass or it's gonna be for notable athletes that didn't make the games but you know, maybe should have, mm-hmm. you know, like people that people that you might want to see there, you know? So I, you know, I think, you know, Ben's story is unique. He's a former games champion. He's the only one to beat Frazier besides Froning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he's been on the podium, you know, 10 times in a row, which is, you know, obviously a record and, and, you know, and I'll, I love the Smith family. Like Alec and I are kind of friends. I talk to Alec pretty often. Mm-hmm. I don't really know Ben, but I've, but I know Alec, and and they're a great, great family. And I, I know several people from Krypton and you know from their gym, mm-hmm. and they just rave about this guy. But what an amazing person he is! So if there's somebody that 
you know, is really, you know, kind of deserving and should go. Like he kind of fits the bill and CrossFit's done this before. There are athletes before that just miss qualifying that they've give given passes to. Hmm. And, you know, did it for uh, Kristen Clever back in, I think it was 2013, maybe. And, you know, so it wasn't unheard of. Uh, what And and truthfully, part of why it's a meme page, like the dirty secret of a meme page, you got to piss off 10% of your followers to gain followers. And I knew it would piss off quite a few people. <laughs> if, if, if I'm going in, going, hey, let's, yeah, like you, you want to, give out a pass. Well, there's a big group of people that, you know, don't believe in participation trophies. So they're going to, you know, race hell about it. It's going to create a lot of conversation and create Mm -hmm. engagement. And that's what an Instagram page is about engagement. So it's a little bit me trying to stoke the fires. It was a lot because the Smith family is just really great family. And, you know, I wanted to help them. That was all. Gotcha. Cool. I like it. You got one more? You got more? I got, I got one more for you, man. This is going to be a tough one. So can you make a meme about us? Sure. <laughs> I, I mean, I then we've made it. Anybody, shoot me a link to your Instagram pages, though, because I, you know, I mean, if, since you just sent it on the air, that gives me free reign to. We'll have to give you whatever. fodder, man. I got thick skin, so so have at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, you know, there's something funny in what everybody does. Is you just got to find the right photo, and you know, it's I don't know. We all kind of live the same. We like to think we're unique, but we all kind of live the same lives, particularly when we're CrossFitters. You know, yeah. so it's. Yeah. I can find stuff there. Yeah. Wait, John, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, hey, enjoy Madison, and uh, maybe you'll see Dave. I've, I've got a hole down the fort, but maybe you'll see Dave out there. Yeah, come find me. I'll be walking around. I, uh, I'll be easy to find. Bald head, black shirt with the logo on it. Can't miss me. All right, man. I'll be the bald guy with the no rep shirt and tattoos. There you go. <laughs> thanks right, a lot, John. John. Hey, thanks. All right, thank you. Okay, bye. Hi again. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed the show. If you're interested in hearing some of our other episodes, you can check out our website, noreppodcast.com, for a full list of guests and episode show notes that has links to everything that we chatted about. And if you're up for a little bit of shit-talking and some banter, you can leave us a comment at norep underscore podcast on Instagram. We'll see you out there.